0: Hey, everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons
1: from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I, uh, well, uh, I messed up, Robbie. I did it again. I, I watched the new episode before I watched this, and that was a mistake. I did the same thing, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I did the same
0: thing. Uh, hi, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Show for only two dollars a month, gain access to all of our bonus content for five dollars a month, gain access to uh to old episodes falling off the main feed to new these episodes uncut early, uh to and to every like there's so much I, it is the best deal on podcasting as, as i've said many times this week's episode is the devil wears nada episode LABF 17 originally aired november 15th 2009 written by tim long directed by nancy cruz received a 5.2 rating with 9.1 million viewers the chalkboard gag i do not have the hots for my mom i don't what i mean given this episode i could no ew i i, I don't know what like i get it because it's Con- it's connecting to this episode I presume but it's still very strange the couch gag the Simpsons are cave people who sit on a log that sinks into a tar pit with their skeletons appearing in a museum not bad it's not bad couch gag it's alright it's a little it's interesting uh, yeah. yeah yeah this uh this is okay Um, I'm just gonna Matt, okay periodically I'm gonna ask you a question, okay? I'm just gonna ask questions. You don't have to even answer them, okay? You don't even yeah. have to answer. I'm just gonna pose some questions as we go, just to I want you out there, the audience, think about them, think about it, if you if, think about these these questions. So uh, they're they're uh, for discussion, you know. It's like I'm I'm like, I'm like a teacher. So we start with a retirement party at the nuclear power plant. Uh, some guy named Ted who is apparently the super supervisor for Sector 7G. We've never met Ted before, and we'll never see Ted again. <laughs> uh, Ted is retiring. They make some jokes about it. Um, but because he's retiring, uh, they don't have a supervisor. They don't have a new supervisor. That is that, that them being Homer, Lenny, and Carl. And uh, this becomes very important uh, to the plot. It is honestly the most important. weirdly important Yeah, this because is, it just, it makes no sense. Well, this is the most important part of this episode, Matt. Like this, this is the actual thing that carries through the entire episode. So that's true. I'm going to, they get right to it. You know, like I'll say that, like, there's a lot of weird stuff in this episode that I don't understand, but this is the one part of the episode where I go, they got to it quickly. None of it is too crazy. Um, it's, and that's the only thing uh, positive, really, I can say. So, yeah, we have Lenny, Carl, Homer going, Oh, man, you know, they're kind of mute. They're, they're kind of watering away from their timer party. They, do, they, they don't know what to do, uh, about having a supervisor. Or they hope they don't get one. Then Mr. Burns shows up and he has decided that they are going to promote from within. He's not going to just hire some new person. They're going to give one of these guys the job. And we get a, uh, a scene where i think probably i don't know there's a couple moments of mild humor in this episode
1: yeah i mean there's lots of this weird dream sequence where they're driving mini coopers and that's kind of goofy and fun there's the yeah there's this and there's like burns staring at them deciding who
0: he's going to promote and he looks at homer fly circling in his head uh lenny's drinking a beer and then trying to hide it in his pants and looking like he peed himself. And then finally, Carl, who fixes a light bulb, which is enough for Carl to be the choice. Carl is promoted to being their supervisor. Uh, and this is also, the, I think, the the, the, th- the thing I think is the funniest in this entire episode is when Carl g- is given to the key to the executive washroom, is staring at it, letting in Homer think, oh, man, we are doing great. And then Carl wanders away, um, and then announces over the loudspeaker that actually I've already started to change in ways you are just beginning to suspect. And I think that is very funny. I like that bit. Uh, It is the thing I like the most in the episode and it happens in the first two minutes. Not necessarily a good sign. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, And here we go with all the problems, starting with the charity chicks, Matt. I don't think we've we've gotten March and her women's groups for women's friends groups multiple times throughout the years. They always change. Um and this time we are uh seeing a meeting of the charity checks, which is Agnes, which is uh Luann Van Houten. Um I don't remember Dr. Hibbert's wife's first name, Leslie? That can't be right. I don't think no, that's correct. I don't remember either. I don't either. She's there, but all right, new trivia question. Yeah, exactly. They uh have a meeting for the Charity Chicks.
1: I call to order this meeting of the Springfield Charity Chicks. As you all know, last year's cake and cookie sale raised $112 to fight childhood obesity. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Charity Chicks. <laughs> Woo! Now, who has ideas for this year's fundraiser? Well, the police department raised money by selling these beefcake calendars. Oh, yeah, that's quite a thing. Right. I have a great idea. Let's do what they did, but with us. We are a good-looking bunch. <laughs> we just need a theme. Hmm. <laughs> How about history? We How about about history. history? Yeah.
0: <laughs> then it's set. We'll do it on the 25th of...
1: Ugh. Wiggum. Hmm.
0: hmm. So, Carl's new boss of Homer, and now we have Marge, and she is deciding to do a charity cal- charity pinup calendar. That is what they've decided to do. They have a male version of this calendar directly in front of them. My first question, Matt, that you don't necessarily need to answer mm-hmm. does marge even know what pinup is it's a good question because given what she shows up to the shoot in i'm gonna guess no i yeah i despite the fact that she's literally staring at a, at a calendar filled with men half dressed in provocative poses sexually charged poses maybe i i marge marge is i I will. Uh, I, at first, Matt, like I watched this entire episode, and I went, <laughs> I went like, yeah, it's fine. And then I thought about it for maybe five minutes. And the more you think about it, the more it falls apart. Jim. The more you think about it, and the more you think about Marge's actions in this, makes me hate it. Um, <laughs> makes me hate this episode. So we cut to them shooting the calendar. Um, they're in a photography studio. Uh, we see Luann in, like, Drayton American flag as Betsy, quote-unquote, Betsy Ross. Then Marge shows up as a famous female golfer from the 30s or something, uh, completely covered in clothing, and obviously that won't, won't work, so she is given some wine to help loosen her up. And as she and the rest of the gals drink more and more wine, they remove more and more of their clothing, um, which, obviously, you need to do for a pin-up calendar, at least some of it. So... You go, okay, I, what's the story going to be here? You know, like, why is is Marge going to regret taking these pictures? Is she going to think, oh, I was drunk, so I don't. Okay. We cut back to Carl. Carl is no longer being really the Carl that Homer and Lenny are friends with. He's being their boss now. He's being professional. Like, Homer comes into his office with some a joke, a gag he's made about... The The softball sign-up sheet, Carl shoots him down very quickly, kind of upsetting Homer. Um, And it shows, oh, Carl's changing. All right, I don't mind this. Honestly, like I said, the Carl-Homer stuff is the only thing in this episode that stays consistent. From the beginning of it to the end of it. So I'll give him that. Then we cut back to Marge. But Marge is taking the kids to the mall to buy Bart clothing, I guess. And then they... Mm-hmm. They walk by a bookstore calendar store I don't know, but everyone there has a calendar. Everyone there has her calendar because yes, it is not it is not the charity chicks calendar. it is only March. <gasps>
1: <Yes>. <gasps> I've been pin <pin-up-ed. clears throat> <clears throat> and every month is me <gasps> I don't remember doing this. Oh, I
0: certainly don't remember doing August. Hey, calendar lady, you gonna take your clothes off? No. Well, I got the next best thing. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a pretty good gag with uh with Cletus holding up
1: uh,
0: pinups. Yeah, I to, guess. To ma- I mean, it's a good visual gag, Matt, but I. It, the problem yeah. is that this so here marge 1 is the entire calendar why that's a question
1: like do we know yeah, because i mean she's not that much hotter than the rest of the the, the people there or the, 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 the you well, know cherry hot, chicks she's hotter than agnes but other than that
0: they're all comp, yeah. they're, they're all moms it's it whatever the whole the point is not oh that they're so attractive it's to support a charity you buy the calendar because it's oh it's for charity um, typically they don't. Why are they at the mall? Like, how is this at? Like, there's these are all moving parts questions that don't really matter. But upon any examination, you're like, wait a minute, why are they selling this at the mall? Like, that doesn't even make sense. A charity for charity, you'd usually you know be you talk to all the people in the neighborhood, and at a or at a booth at a at a pop up event or something, um, whatever. Marge is... Okay, this is the really important takeaway about this, Matt. Marge is horrified. Okay? She's horrified. At Marge, at this moment, is horrified. Is that, horrified. Okay? I'm just... At this exact moment, Marge is horrified, and we go to commercial at 7 minutes and 12
1: seconds. And when we come back, the plot shifts kind of dramatically, uh, because we find out that Homer is going to be Carl's new executive assistant. Why? Because the plot requires it. I was going to say, Matt, like, uh, Homer oh, all could the people. Have been... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carl knows what a screw-up Homer is. Uh, you know, we, you could excuse someone like Burns uh, saying, oh, yeah, I want Homer to be my new executive assistant. Why? Because he doesn't know what Homer is like, and he just picked a name out of a hat kind of thing. But Carl knows. Like, there is zero reason that Carl needs to be the person that Homer is an executive assistant to. Like, I have a lot of problems with this that we'll get into, but it's like... Why is Carl promoted? What does that get us? Absolutely nothing. There's no reason this could not just be any smarmy executive. There's no reason it has to be Carl. And later on, we'll find out, Homer is good at being an executive assistant. Why? There is nothing about Homer that says he would be good at being an executive assistant. Carl should know this. Maybe somebody else wouldn't, so it would make sense. But then Homer actually is good at being an executive assistant in this episode. It makes no sense.
0: I... I, It's... I, I... Like... I w- here, Matt. I will give him this. This is the the give, like the one I'll I'll let him have it. Their one let him have it for this is Carl hiring Homer because he knows Homer. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. They get one gimme. That's that's their gimme. Where I like, yeah, Homer would Homer be a good assistant? Ah, probably. Who knows? Like he could be. Like, w- w- and that's the thing. Like The Simpsons is fairly like malleable about Homer's com- com- competency in anything. Like when Homer's really trying at something, he's not bad. He can be good at stuff. Like, it's more about, he doesn't want to try. He doesn't want to expend that effort. Um So I'll give him, oh, yeah, Carl hires Homer because he knows him. Uh He wants someone he knows, not a random person applying off the street. In real life, bureaucracy and, you know, nepotism works that way a lot of the time. I know you. I want you to be the person in this role. I don't really want, I don't want a new person. All right, that's fine. Yeah, because
1: it's like, if there was some part of the episode where we show Carl as just harried and like his new job is way too much for him and he needs an executive assistant, somebody he can trust. And, you know, obviously he he needs a person like that and he's got all, he's got no time to interview some people. So he grabs the one person he knows will do an adequate job, maybe a good job, but an adequate job. And uh, Homer also suggests other Carl uh, from, um, oh God, uh, the Simpson and Delilah. And uh, he's not available. I would really like a joke about that, but hey, whatever. It's, it's like, Carl, you need Carl as your assistant. I, that It would be a good joke. Uh, but unfortunately, Matt, you didn't write this episode. Unfortunately. But yeah, I, I just want a reason for Carl to pick Homer. And we're given absolutely nothing. There's and, a and lot Carl of things that happen in this episode, Matt, that happen for no reason. They just happen. Yeah, it really seems like that. But anyway, so Homer is now Carl's executive assistant, which is really hard to say fast. <laughs> you can just say, uh, hey, Matt, hey,
0: Matt, just say this, executive assistant. Just say it slowly.
1: Oh, I can't talk slowly, Robert. You know that. Or just say assistant. <laughs> yeah. Assistant. Assistant is good. Okay. So, meanwhile, Barge uh, shows up at church and it's crazy on that day. I cannot hear your clip. What's that? I cannot hear a clip. Oh, sorry. It's on the wrong audio source. All right. Here we go. It seemed my... like... Oh, no. It's a big turnout at church today. The whole congregation has seen my Scandinavian regions. Becomes oh. 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 the woman who made February the hottest month of the year. Her shapely gams have finally persuaded me to switch from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian. Marge girl, I just heard your pants ain't hiring because your butt won't quit. <laughs> <laughs> So this turns Marge around on the whole thing. Uh, Rather than being incredibly embarrassed about this, she feels empowered. Everyone is into her, and she's like, okay, fine, that's that's cool. You know, I I enjoy this. Why? Fantastic question, Robbie. We don't get to know that because this is actually the B-plot, despite (laughs) being the title of the episode.
0: I'm going to... This is... Here, Matt. This is the last time they
1: mention a calendar. It is. The rest of this episode is about homer and carl and homer and marge that's it there's no more calendar yep all this
0: is and this is the like so marge is horrified at first at a at the mall she's at the mall people are talking cletus is there that's the focal point cletus oh man cletus thinks i'm sexy how horrible and then she's at church and everyone has the and and like there's just so many things where i'm like What did Marge think this was when she's in a (laughs) calendar that is for charity that she's selling to the community and she's taking pinup pictures with all her friends? We don't get a reason why it's only Marge. We don't get a reason why Marge suddenly has this turn where she's suddenly like, oh, yeah, I'm way this. You know what? You know what's sexier than Cletus at the mall ogling me? It's comic book guy at church ogling me. That's the
1: other thing. Like. Yeah, it's like if this had just been her stuffier neighbors, like Helen Lovejoy and, well, RIP Mod or someone like that, She and she could have gone, oh, even they are kind of into this. Maybe it's not that big a deal. Maybe if maybe if they came up and just said, oh, you're hot, they said something like, oh, Marge, you're so brave. I, I really appreciate you doing this. It really shows off your feminist side or whatever, something better than that. It would have made more sense for Marge's change of heart. But like I said, none of this matters. This is all this is, all this is.
0: and this is why I hate it and it's really yep. it's really stupid is this is just an excuse to make marge horny they wanted to they needed a plot to make marge horny that's all this is mm-hmm. and you don't need a plot for that you literally don't you, don't, you no. don't need a. you don't need a calendar plot you don't need any of this nonsense that ultimately is not funny makes no sense you don't need any of it you could just made it oh marge wants to have sex with her husband that's a
1: normal that's a normal thing it's not you don't need like okay yeah so, as Robbie said, the whole point of this is to get Marge horny because she feels empowered by everyone's attention. Unfortunately, Homer's new job is an ex- as an executive assistant to Carl means he's working hundred-hour weeks, hundred-plus hour weeks, and is just absolutely exhausted when he comes home. So unfortunately, he falls asleep when Marge is trying to be intimate with him. Marge's okay with this at first. She's like, hey, not a big deal. I understand. It happens. You go to sleep tonight. The next night, the same thing happens. She's more upset. She doesn't understand what's going on and as I have to imagine happens in a lot of relationships, you start to wonder, is it me? Is it? Well, we won't know because we have to go to the kids at school. Uh, actually, Robbie, we said no more calendar. There is one more bit about oh, the calendar. Oh, God, uh, I hate it. the kids at school, and this is awful. Just awful. Class, today we're going to talk about Washington crossing the Delaware. I'd like to watch Bart's mom washing her underwear. The British were led by General Howe. I'd give Bart's mom a general wow. Knock it off. That's my mom you're talking about. Keep away with Bart's mom. Ugh. Mrs. S, you can tuck me in any time. Okay, buddy. Lower the eyebrows. Nice and easy. Oh, it's stuck. I'll have a quizzical expression for the rest of my life. I'd like to get quizzical with Bart's mom. Shut up. <gasps> Standing up for yourself to an older boy? We're going to have to set up an appointment with your parents. Let me,
0: uh, check my calendar. (laughs) I'm suddenly feeling,
1: uh, unadministrative feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with Bart on this one. This is just incredibly stupid. Just so dumb. Why is it here, man? That's my
0: actual question. Like, I... If this led yeah, is this Bart's to this anger ever become something, no, no, nothing. This scene is inexplicable because it is it leads to nothing, it is just a scene. It is literally if this exists to fill time, there is no other purpose for this. It is not funny, there is, there is no per- like it doesn't pay off in any way because they never mention the calendar. That's why I forgot about it. I was like, it doesn't exist, it doesn't, there's no purpose for this. Bart's Bart ap- only appears later on so that he can leave. There's no, there's, there's nothing else to this. Why is this here? Why do they just have a scene where we watch Skinner and and uh, and and Chalmers be unprofessional? <laughs> like,
1: I don't get it. Like, why? Yeah, because it, it's like we have gotten <sighs> to the point you wanted to get with this plot, in that now Ever- Marge is is supercharged uh, in the bedroom department. We don't need any of this because it never even comes back. I don't yeah. understand. And. Okay, I I, let's Uh please continue. All right. So we're moving on Uh, again. This is the last part of the calendar. We'll never see it again. We don't care. Homer, uh, because he is still exhausted from having been overworked with Carl, schedules uh, Marge, a romantic getaway to a nearby hotel uh, or relatively nearby, a smooch's resort uh, where they go away for the weekend. Uh, They even have some sex dice. Uh, that are just as accurate in re- as regular real life sex dice that exist in the real world. Because he keeps getting things like, uh, what is it? Uh, I, I don't think kiss ass is the last one. No, but no, it's, along it's, those no, it's
0: whisper into whisper, whisper into, into ass. ass. Yes,
1: very romantic. <laughs> and lick eye and stuff like that. That's what those dice happen. So don't buy those dice, guys. Uh, just a, a tip. It's it's really easy. Uh, you just like look at verbs and then do them. Y- yeah, 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 exactly. So. During this, Homer is still exhausted, but chugs a bunch of liquor. And no, 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 he's no Matt, to... he doesn't chug liquor. What does <laughs> he, he chug? He chugs baby oil. Oh, baby oil, that's what that was. I thought it was a weird-looking bottle. No, it was like it's like <laughs> massage oil or whatever. Yeah, he chugs massage <laughs> oil and starts making it out with Marge, super hardcore, and he's going to push through this. I feel like she had energy drinks, but whatever. Uh, and in the middle of it, he gets a call from Carl, uh, who tells him that they're going to the fishing. What's it called? It's actually a vision week. Vision week is the name. Vision week, uh, like fashion week. Get like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the joke uh, mm-hmm. in Paris uh, about nuclear energy. And Homer says, great, but they have to leave right then. So Homer interrupts his romantic getaway weekend to uh, go away with Carl, which at first when he goes to leave the house, he seems sad about. But then as soon as he gets in the car, he screams to the driver, go, go, go. Because Marge because, Homer... is,
0: because Marge is being angry, Matt. That's because they don't want to... Because he doesn't <laughs> want to talk to Marge about this. Because he... Like, here. This is the only thing in this episode that I... I, I don't want to use the word enjoy. But is the, that I see, I guess, see potential in. That's the, the actual answer. Is, like, I see, like, this could be a really good plot. This could be in, something you could use to explore Marge and Homer's relationship in a new way. And one that doesn't have to... Doesn't have to broach into, you know, a one of them is going to be cheating on the other, that kind of thing, where it's more about the health of their relationship, not about, oh, are one of them is going to cheat on the other? It's about what do they value in each other and how do they show it and how are they willing to compromise and blah, 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 blah. Real life married people stuff. And you Mm -hmm. could, and like, I don't, my wife and I are both workaholics. It is certainly a thing where you have to balance that work-life balance and figure out how to find time for your 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 partner and and the push and pull of the you know the juggling the glass balls and all the different metaphors people use for it. So this is easily you could be like, well, Homer. It and it and it. I do like the fun kind of you know the I actually there's a there's a uh, in before they go to smooches, there is a there's multiple like dream sequences in this and I think all of them are actually kind of fun and good. There's like three of them in this episode. Um and they're not just family guy cutaway gags. They are actually like they're related to the thing at hand. Um where and then there's one where Marge is like coming on to Homer. She's like, hey, she's glad he's home and she she wants to have sex and she's trying to initiate. And Homer has a like a little dream bubble of a guy on a boat labeled sex no not tonight honey is the name of the boat and this fisherman you don't like that matt that's like one of the very few gags in this that i think are fun um but it was fine so he ties uh the the guy the fisherman ties the boat motor to himself and then jumps overboard. and it's just a little it's a very quick little analogy for like oh actually men can also be have it's not just all women are always like no not tonight honey men can also be driven yeah. and and stressed and tired and not want to have sex and seeing marge and homer negotiate that could be fun it could be interesting could explore the relationship and, and having homer be a workaholic and like and, and or being driven and what why is he willing to do whatever carl says you know why it you know comes back around to well he wants to take care of his family et cetera, et cetera. Yes, it's obvious, but it's something. So, I don't necessarily mind any of this. Like, this is the only part of the episode that makes any sense. Like, Marge going, like, from crazy horrified to being in a calendar to be super horny makes no sense at all. Like, it's on a flip of a switch. It happens. Like, Homer, like, wanting to, feeling, you know, browbeaten by his boss, that's super relatable. Everyone can relate to that. But... It's every, everything after this, Matt. It, this is like, you when you're like, oh, this is bad. I'm like, no, this isn't bad. Everything after this is bad. This is okay. Yeah. This is fine, I guess. You
1: could, I guess. I guess. Yeah. So as Homer leaves, uh, Marge goes to throw something at him and ends up hit, knocking out Ned. Not because just Ned something, Matt. It's him. a croquet mallet. Yeah. Why was it a croquet mallet? I must have missed that. There's no reason. Oh.
0: Okay. Uh, the Fair kids enough. were playing croquet on the lawn, I guess, because they're just out there. She just grabs one off, off the lawn. That's my. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So, Marge or Marge knocks out Flanders, and thankfully, that is the end of this act because it's just getting weirder from here. This is a, oh boy. So we go back commercial
0: twelve minutes and fifty four seconds. So, Marge, as. An apology for hitting Flanders in the head with a croquet mallet. This inexplicable moment of cartoon violence. Marge treats it like it real, is real and goes to apologize and invites him over for dinner with the kids, with Rod and Todd. So it would be Marge, Bart, Lisa with Flanders, Rod and Todd all having dinner. Okay. Then we cut to Paris, a montage of Paris, very romantic, uh, the glitz and gl- the glitz and glamour, the lights at, at night in Paris. As, as Homer drives around in a cab um, with Carl, we we see them fly over. We see uh, Fission Week, which again is an an of it's a reference to Fashion Week. It makes no sense, but. We're just gonna go with it. Uh like why would there be a fission week in Paris? And why does a random nuclear plant in Springfield need why does the supervisor of one sector of a nu- of a nuclear plant in Springfield need to go to fission week in Paris? This isn't like if it could be like climate accords or energy c- uh, commission, like okay, like right. birds would go, sure. But a random super like it's all like falling apart. Um Homer is inexplicably on top of everything.
1: Yeah, Homer is really good at being uh, this guy for some reason. He knows everyone.
0: He knows he knows everyone's name, everyone's faces. He he is he. And we see this. We see Carl talking to people at this event. It's like a party, a black tie event. We don't know what it is or why it's here. It's all like, oh, you know what Fashion Week is, right? It's like that. Does it make any sense when it's talking about fishing? No. No, it doesn't. But whatever. Um, Carl needs Homer's help, and Homer gives it to him in all
1: ways. Carl Carlson, it is good to meet you. Thank you, um, French Nuclear Commissioner Etienne Duchamp. Commissioner Duchamp, I trust
0: that your wife is uh, still dead? Yes. Thank you for
1: asking. Monsieur Carson,
0: what have you enjoyed most about Paris?
1: Oh, I really love, uh, the
0: Louvre. Everything about it is so, uh, closed on Mondays. You are clearly a man of the world. May I have your card? My assistant will give you that. Can we meet for lunch? My assistant will set that up. I want to make love, now! My assistant will uh, do a sensual dance for your arousal. Come on, come on, come on, sensual dance. Chop, chop! here, okay. <laughs> We didn't watch Homer dance for 30 seconds. Yay. <laughs> with a ribbon or something. It's, it, again, he's just like, there was a core of human connections in this. That's what I'm getting at, Matt. Like, that second act mm-hmm. where it's Marge wanting to have sex with her husband and Homer being too tired, too stressed, too overworked, those are relatable human things. <laughs> those are things that people in real life experience and you can empathize with they they are recognizable as human behaviors and wants (laughs) and then we get to this where homer is suddenly a hyper competent personal assistant doing sensual dances in the middle of a party because some lady inexplicably wants carl we don't there's no answer for no answer for any of this why is this happening it's crazy it's all insane uh, we then cut immediately to, okay? There is a like a 10 second break, and then we cut immediately to Carl and Homer talking about staying in Paris indefinitely. I love Paris. The women, the wine, everything except their lame version of rock and roll. Rock and roll! Rock and roll! Rock and roll!
1: When we get back to the hotel, I want you to extend our stay indefinitely.
0: But, what? What? I have to get back to Marge. Homer, we are this close to selling our power in Paris, Milan, Dubai. Everywhere people know good electricity. But we gotta focus.
1: Monsieur Carr, let us stroll down Main Street, Euro Disney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the 60 rock and roll, the films of Coach brawl. Oh la la, c'est
1: dommage. Everybody eat from Marge.
0: Wow, that's bad. So there has been literally zero passage of time. We have no idea how long have they been in literally been in Paris a single night. Have they been there for a week? No idea. No idea. There's been no passage of time, no showing of it. We haven't cut back to Marge. There's no we have no idea. Like, how long has Marge been alone? We don't know. Like, apparently it has only been a single night because the Marge and Flaners haven't had dinner yet. So. Carl has been there less than a night, he's already saying, like, you know, we're, we're just going to stay in Paris. How? Like, he still has a job back in, like, and, like, wh- what do you mean they're going to sell their power in Paris? Like, what are you talking about? That's not how it works. I'm not, like, this is not a thing where you can just go, oh, yeah, they're going to, we're going to just go with it. No, 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 no. I know how
1: power works, it's not complicated. I mean, international energy markets can be somewhat complicated, but this is a lot. this goes above and beyond that. International,
0: well, yeah, you know what? I usually I usually send a middle manager to negotiate that kind of stuff, man. right? No, you would not do that, uh, and honestly, it it might not even be Burns. It probably would be some dude from the regional power that manages Burns plant. Like, there's again, you know. it but that. That doesn't really matter, but it does go like, "Why is Carly here? Why is any of this happening? I don't know why." Like, "Oh, they we decided to go to Fission Week." I'm like, "Is this literally all because someone went? You know what? Fission and fashion sort of sound the same."
1: Yeah, that's all it that is. Yeah. Homer, okay, they, just, they wanted Homer to work harder for some reason to, to to be at work a lot more, and so this is what they came up with. But it again, it is this uh, so is so crazy. It's so
0: absurd that it takes – it immediately breaks my suspension of disbelief. Like, if Homer is just working 100-hour weeks at the plant, I get it. I understand that. That's simple. That's like – that's a, that's that's recognizable as human. But why is he going to Paris? Okay. So Homer is sad. He, we see – we get another montage. We just got a Paris montage. Now we got a second Paris montage. Now with Homer walking around, seeing Marge everywhere. Every we see some recognizable Paris things, but instead of the paris things it's marge's head or marge's sounds or whatever um she he's sad he misses marge again at least this i will say this this is recognizable as human behavior because he misses his wife uh, when i when either I travel or my wife travels i miss my wife okay i i don't I don't know if I go to this far again we don't know how long it's been if this has been a day Homer you might want to like it's just been a day, man. You're. It'll be okay. You'll be all right. Um, so we cut back to March. Finally, how long has it been, Matt?
1: A no day, idea, Robbie.
0: A day, and not like did she ask Ned to dinner the next night? Is it on Friday? Like we don't know. But uh, Marge is at the dinner table. She's getting ready. The getting the house ready for for uh, Ned and the kids to come over. At this point, we get both Bart and Lisa leaving. Again, for no real reason, because they have friends they want to do stuff with. They, they're they gone. N- Ned comes over without Rod and Todd. They are grounded. And we have Marge and Ned b- making dinner alone.
1: Hi, Ned. Where are the boys? Oh, they're grounded. I found out Rod watched a commercial for Grey's Anatomy, and Todd took a full day to tell me. Hmm. It's fun to cook dinner together. Homer and I never do it anymore. Cook together, that is. <clears throat> What's the next task in the old ad-dinnerary? You can wash this iceberg lettuce.
0: They, okay, let me, I'm going to spell this out. This is, I'm going to be very clear about because this is all visual stuff. There's only... I, I could pull a clip, but there's a, like 10 more seconds of just weird, sexy-ish jazz music. Um, But... What we see is them get splashed with water and like this weird sexual tension where they like almost kiss. They lean in for a kiss. Matt, have I lost my mind? Did I enter a fugue state when I was watching this episode? Why is there. You did, I did too. Why is there this weird sexual tension? With Marge and Ned alone, have, are, let me ask you: uh, This is a real question, okay? This is this is not a question you don't need to answer. I want an answer with this. In the world of The Simpsons, in Springfield, are they telling me that every time Marge and Ned are alone together, there's weird sexual tension? because they both want each other?
1: Apparently, like that. Are that are this whole calendar thing? The whole point of it was that, uh. March has gotten so horny by everyone being into her that has pushed her over the edge with Ned.
0: Everyone, watch out! March has gone off the rails. But but that's the other. Like we don't they, they like this is crazy. No matter what the context is, man, I'm going to say this right now. Whatever the context is, however they want to set it up, this is bananas. Okay, it is it is inexplicable. You would set it up with having let's say a single moment not even a full scene maybe 10 seconds of ned like before this starts of ned having that calendar and looking at it and going "Ooh," you know just to give us something and and also and have something of marge other than you know what it's nice to have someone to cook with yeah sometimes it is marge it could be anyone yeah. it could be anyone it has nothing to do with there's not necessarily any romantic implication with that it's yeah it is fun to cook with people occasionally it I, I i i have cooked with my my with my wife i quite enjoy it but you know i've also cooked with friends and you know what we don't always just go make out after we usually just eat dinner <laughs> yeah I, I, it's crazy. We go to our final commercial in 17 minutes and 48 seconds.
1: Oh, and when we come back, uh, it gets it almost as weird, but it's mostly resolution. So first up, uh, Homer has abandoned uh, Carl and, and gone home. And we get that conversation. Yeah, bonjour. Homer, there is a moth in my room. Where are you? Where well, I should have been all along. In Springfield. What? Homer,
0: return to the immortal city of light at
1: once, or you're fired. Oh, I don't think so. You know that woman you've been playing hide to baguette with? She's the first lady of France, Carla Bruni. If you fire me, I'll call President Sarkozy, and he will be all over you like Truffaut on Hitchcock. You wouldn't dare. Oh, wouldn't I? Just listen. Hello, you are getting cozy with
0: Sarkozy? Uh, okay, okay, you win. Give my best homage.
1: I sure will. But only after I give her mine. So, yes, Homer has effectively blackmailed Carl into not firing him, but, I mean, not giving him his old job back or anything. But don't worry, at the end of this episode, we're back to the status quo. No, no, uh, Homer has his old job back. I'm
0: pretty sure that's what this means, Matt.
1: I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, it's just... Giving it's
0: transitioning Homer back to his old job. I don't have any problem with that part of it. I have a lot of problems with how they're doing this again. This ends up like this ends with like sweet moments with Homer and Marge, right? But Homer, it should not why, like, <sighs> slow down, Robbie. Slow down. Why is it this crazy escalation where Homer has to pull off blackmail? with the literal president of france why is it not just a simple choice of like i have they have, have the simpsons artists not watched a movie before like honestly like it, it is crazy to me you don't need to be genius to fit to know this stuff you just have watched films to seen television shows where Homer it's where homer goes he gets an opportunity here. This is here's the answer, Matt. Here, mark this down for later for fix this episode. Here's the actual thing you do. You have Homer have an opportunity to move up where he himself can become a supervisor just like Carl. He can be in that role now. He'll make more money. He'll have more responsibility at work. He'll move up in the world. Maybe mm-hmm. ev- maybe loser sad, pathetic, bad at his job Homer is in the past forever. It's a um, a forgotten memory. From now on, Homer will be responsible. He'll be respected. There's lots of episodes, about where Homer is fighting for respect in that exact way. Simpson and Delilah, you've already mentioned it. Yeah, Specifically, it's about that, about him wanting to be respected at work. And this is what you that is how you do it. You have, oh, Homer has an opportunity for advancement. Burns gives him it. Burns goes, hey, Carl Talks about you. He raves about how good you are and how good of a handle you have on this. I want to give you an opportunity, uh Simpson. I want to let you. I want, we need a new supervisor over in Sector Seven F. Okay, I'm going to put you into the job. Here's your chance. Do you want it? And Homer has to. And he goes, "Wait a minute, if I accept this job, means I'm going to have to be like Carl. Carl and Carl is all he does is work. Carl doesn't see his family. Carl, me. Who knows if Carl has a family? But you know what I mean." It is that I won't have time for Marge. I won't have time for the kids. I'll be stressed out, overworked. I won't have, want to have sex with Marge. I won't want to do anything because all I want to do is go home, eat, and then sleep. And just do that all day long, every week, forever. It's just work, 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 work. And Homer, instead of doing this crazy, convoluted, blackmailing the president of, with the president of France and all this, you just say, no, Homer goes, and Homer, you know, we don't, and you don't show homer deciding you cut back to marge and then you show homer arriving suddenly and marge goes oh homer you picked me and Marge and homer goes of course i did it it doesn't need to be all this not like why does homer need to have like some convoluted plot to get into his old job why can't homer just decide to do these things homer doesn't be he wants to he works with carl and works so hard because he wants that respect like, again, like, why is he being
1: forced into this job? It doesn't make. <sighs> None of this episode makes sense for me. I mean, the whole start of the episode with the calendar and the fundraising to get Marge horny. It's completely pointless. And the Homer stuff just layers on top of it. How dumb it is. <laughs> it's a, it's the the, the, the the worst thing, right? This episode
0: tra- like I've I've, met, I've 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 done this before. We've we've done this before. This episode is trying to play a trick on you. Oh really? This episode's trying to play a trick on you, on me, on anyone, on the audience, on, on, on the audience. It is trying to act like it makes sense by not, you know, by like just not discussing the whys of any of this. We just, they just, you know what? We just, it's like a, you know, you how they say if you have a clipboard and a and a and a like a a a vest, like a like a a hazard vest on, you can get in anywhere. Mm-hmm. You just say, oh, yeah, I'm... yeah, that's pretty much true. You get in. You just act confident and act like you belong. And that's what this episode does. It's like, oh, is it It has a clipboard and a hazard vest on. And it's just like, hey, yeah, don't ask why Homer's doing this or why this is happening in Paris or or why Marge is inexplicably horny after she was horrified. Like, why even have a scene of her horrified at all? Why not just have a scene directly of Marge going, oh, wait, I like this attention. This is I. This is a joy. Uh, this is fun. Like, they don't... Why? Sh- like... Hmm. Okay. Okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's almost Christmas time. What happens next, Matt?
1: Oh, I forgot we hadn't finished. My God. We're this is taking so almost, long. We're um, almost done. We get uh, dessert with uh, Ned and Marge, uh, where they eat strawberries with whipped cream. And was- obviously... So super sexy. What is happening? No, no, Robbie, we're done with this. We're done with this. We're not talking about this anymore. It's incredibly stupid. We're going to move right past it. I, I will say this, Homer, man, This uh, takes a minute
0: of them being sexy with strawberries and whipped cream. It's a uh-huh. minute of it. I just want to say that.
1: On the record, it's a minute. It's crazy. Yep. So it's incredibly stupid. Homer gets home, sees Ned and Marge together and wonders, huh, is this my best woman with my worst friend? And it just goes up and says, nah, thanks. Thanks, Ned. See you later. And that's it and homer and Marge go off and have sex and then they roll the the sex dice and come up with a love wife so uh, i here, that's it that's I, the end I, I will that is the only sa-
0: the only thing the only say the saving grace of this episode about is that homer just goes "Nah, it's my w- i trust march like that's the only thing i'm like okay thank god oh thank god yeah oh thank god like, that—that that is the moment where I'm like, okay, at least they do that. At least there's that. But that's part of the magic trick. That's part of, the trick, part of the trick. They're, like, the illusion. They're trying to pull on you. They're like, oh, look, you know, eh, eh, eh? And you're like, well, you didn't really get here in any logical way, man. Like, the trip here is the most circuitous, insane
1: route possible. Yep. Is Carl, so Carl's just, is Carl still in Paris? At the As far as we know, yes. He's still Homer's supervisor, and he is still in Paris. Normally, we try and get, we get... I guess we don't care about getting back to the status
0: quo anymore. You know? No. No, I don't care about that. Carl's still the boss. He won't be in next episode, don't worry. Or they won't even mention it for probably years. But... I At first, Matt, I only thought this episode was kind of meh. Merry Mead mm-hmm. Ochre. I was just like, it's not good. But it's fine,
1: you know? But all of it is just inexplicable. It really is. It absolutely is. Like you said, there is never an explanation as to why anything is happening.
0: And like, and when, when I say that, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be clear on this. Like we do bring this up a lot. Like, why is, you know, give us an explanation. I don't need someone talking to the camera, telling me why they're doing a thing. I, I want it to come up naturally. You know, that's like what writing is where you explain, like you, yeah, you explain it by having characters show that, or have a scene where Homer and Marge are like, you know, instead of having a joke about Homer falling asleep while they're having trying to about, you know, when they're about to have sex, you have instead go, Homer's like, I just can't tonight, Marge. I'm just, I'm just too tired. My brain won't, I can't focus on this. And she's like, well, what's, what's wrong? What's going on? And Homer goes like, I, you know, it, it, it's work, you know, I'm, I'm I'm the, you know, I got the new job with, with car as Carl's assistant and blah, blah, blah. And, and instead, okay, let's ask me a question, man. We're just getting into this, okay? We're, we might as well rank this episode at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? Yes. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Um Get rid of all this calendar crap. It doesn't make any sense. It's actually kind of condescending to Marge um, as a normal human woman. She, she can desire sex. It's not crazy. Um so get rid of all that this episode is about if you want to make it about Marge and homer's sex life and and homer being over overworking and not having time for her then make it about that it is like i can't like why are there so much going on in this and this is the thing we still see to this day matt like three or four different ideas like all thrown together it's not enough that carl is his new boss and and marge has a sexy calendar they also have to go to paris and there has to be the president of france has to be in this for some reason um Bart has to be upset at Nelson at school for no for, for no reason. Um it it's about Homer. He wants respect at work. Carl is b- gets hired to repl- replace their old boss and Carl get, has an opportunity. This is not Carl forcing Homer to become his assistant. Carl goes, "You know what, Homer? You're going to be if you don't, you know, button up fly right, you're going to be working the same job until you retire you're never going to you, you're never going to be able to to have a retirement fund. You're never going to be able to pay for your kids' college." This is an opportunity. You want to move up in the world? Look, I'm here. I'm going to extend you a ladder. I'm going to pull you up. You be my assistant for a little while. Perfect. Perfect. You be my assistant for a little while. Try real hard. And it'll make, make you look good for Burns the next time. I hear that there's going to be another a supervisor role. Another guy, one of our other supervisors, he's also going to be retiring soon. Within three months, six months, whatever, down the road, they'll need to replace him. And if you're looking real good, I can, I can, I'm already here. I can get you in you'll move up, and Homer, suddenly that that looks really attractive to Homer, Homer starts working hard, working extra hours, and it's not Carl browbeating him, like, why again, like what you said, Matt, like, why is Carl gotta be mean all of a sudden, like, why is Carl all of a sudden, like, a bad boss uh, demanding, like, it could be Carl, like, hey, let's work really hard, we'll get you this job, and as it happens, Homer has less time for his family, has less time for Marge in particular, um, and I don't know, like you can't, I don't like, I, I don't know why Flanders is here. Like you want, you don't want it to be this way. You want it to be about, you want Marge to see another family that has that work life balance. You know, like you want, the problem is they don't have it. Marge doesn't have any healthy married couple friends. Um, It could be Hibbert, I guess that's the best I could do. Like you have Hibbert and the, and, His wife come over and she asks, you know, she was like, what would I do? And, you know, and Hibbert could say, well, there was a time when I was overworking, but I, I cut back on my hours and now we're happier than ever. And that push and pull and make it about human wants and needs. And ultimately you do what I said, where Homer has an opportunity for this promotion. But he doesn't take it because he knows he wouldn't see Marge as much. They They would have a. Their sex life would be affected. Sex life is not the only does the only thing though. You make it about everything, right? You just you could use it as an example because it does. You know, can't hurt your self esteem. You not not feel wanted, et cetera. You can make it a part of it. You don't go to France. You don't make why Carl is having an affair with the wife of the president of France in this.
1: Ah, uh, Robbie. <laughs> None of this makes sense. Uh, like you said, Carl's supposed to be a middle manager. Why would you send him? It doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Exactly. Just make it happen in Springfield. Why are we in Paris? That's how you fix it. It's not hard either. It's really easy. <sighs> I don't like, it's not, this is not special. Special is writing hard, writing jokes, which is, I would also like, even though I did laugh, like, I don't know if I laughed. I did smile a couple times at this episode early on. After the third act. Nope not at all i went oh boy this is terrible what is it like what the punk rock the rock band in paris like what is that is that supposed to be a joke homer dancing essentially oh okay you didn't even mention matt you didn't pull that clip but there's like a weird bit where like some guy grabs homer's phone after he throws it away
1: and, oh, yeah, uh, after he throws it away and says, Oh, nuclear secrets and a photo of Lenny. That's exactly what I need.
0: What? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs>
1: All right. Uh,
0: that's it. Uh, we'll move on to our next segment. It's time for Comes to the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comes to the News Group is where I ask our patrons to leave a review about an episode after, uh, you know, along with along with us you can too do the same. If you just join a Patreon at any level and, uh, leave a review and I'll read it on the air First from Derek, the whole playboy synergy thing. always, uh, we didn't even mention that we should, I should we should mention this because it's, it's basically unrelated. Um, but yeah. this is, this coincides with Marge being on playboy, um, the cover of playboy. Um, and they tied it in, even though they were completely unrelated. Um, And maybe that's why the calendar stuff exists at all. It still doesn't make any sense. Um, Again, and it's kind of, I don't, I don't understand why a card, like it's such a publicity stunt. It's, I mean, Playboy, I'm pretty sure was, and still is to this day, suffering from, so they can't sell their magazine anymore because uh, the internet exists. Okay. So from Derek. The whole playboy synergy thing always felt very off, really unbecoming of the show. This episode is a pretty insipid mix of reheated leftovers. I do like the idea of Ned and Marge being tempted with him a lonely man and her underappreciated in her marriage. Even in the show's heyday, you know she never cheat, but since the show is now devoid of earnestness and sincerity, you can't even get on board <laughs> yep. for the ride because you know it's a waste of time. Also, they did this in season 15 and did it better, so just leave it there. The Homer plot is very boring, and I zoned out in every scene. Uh, from Taushin. You can claim that show is episodic all you want, but after a while, you can't just pretend that the same thing hasn't happened hundreds of times before. Marge is insanely jealous of the type of person who will try to kill women for being attracted to Homer and freak out and get plastic surgery even the thought of Homer flirting with someone else. So this lonely house lifer team invokes a lot of red flags, especially even in response to a bra being found in another man's house. It's clear this was such an excuse to get Marge naked, so why not focus on that? Bart and Lisa's embarrassment, everyone in the small town has seen their mother, the fact that this guy got barge drunk. Heck, focus on Homer, the actual victim of this episode. Don't just use him being worked like a dog as an excuse to justify Marge's actions. This is the result of making Marriage Crisis the only plot you're willing to do with Marge. You can't hide the fact that from start to finish, she's only thought of herself. I don't think just... This this episode, that is the, the thing I hate the most, is how they rape Marge in this episode. It is just because she's she doesn't really have... She's not a character. Why does she want these things? Like, there's not anything. Like, Homer is given more, there's, there's not no much. There's no
1: justification for any of this.
0: No, it's really just, we need Marge to be horny. So this is what happens. You're like, okay. Uh, from JJ. This is another one that's more disappointing than it is bad because there's actual potential buried under the mess. Marge doing a sexy calendar, Carl being promoted above Homer, and Marge and Ned being tempted are all decent ideas. They should have been three separate episodes. Trying to combine them into a single plot doesn't work, especially the calendar stuff, which barely feels connected and goes nowhere. Ultimately, everything is underdeveloped and there's too much going on. Despite that, they still use the full intro. At least Homer's written like a normal person for once. That's the only... uh, Yeah. Homer is human for the most part in this. Uh, From Tim. While this episode wasn't nearly as bad as I had feared, it did leave me more than a little wanting. As JJ mentions, it had potential. Certainly, a full twenty minutes could be spent on Marge being a pinup girl. That could have had various implications that demand exploration, or a more in-depth investigation of the Homer Carl dynamic, featuring Lenny, of course, would also have worked. I'm a little less interested in the Ned Marge relationship, but if one must, that should have been dived deeper on. If at least the episode wasn't offensive anyway. Was it memorable? No. So it doesn't make canon status settling in at number 350. How do you fix it? Pick one of those three paths and run with it. Plus remember to add a laugh or two. Always good to write jokes. That's what I say in your comedy show. Uh, lastly, from Dara. I admit it. I enjoyed the opening with Carl getting promoted, Lenny unsuccessfully hiding a beer, Uder appearance, and even the calendar girl's idea. Then it went downhill. A lot. Not sure what made me more uncomfortable. Chalmers and Skinner fantasizing about Marge in front of Bart. Or Marge Ned eating whipped cream. Better than the Great Wife Hope. So I'll give it fourth best episode of season 21. P.S. I didn't know. I know I didn't say much about Carl being a supervisor. So I'll just go with a Don Mattingly quote. Still like him better than Steinbrenner. <laughs> pretty, uh huh. Pretty yep. good. That is, that is, that is, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, That's it. If you'd like to leave your review for an episode, read up for having me read it on the air, just join our Patreon at any level. Even $1 a month will get you there. I uh, appreciate everyone who supports us. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow.
1: KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.
0: Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Hitchcock film?
1: Lots of really strong contenders, Matt. Take it away. All righty. First up from Casey. My favorite is the birds. There's something so delightfully sinister about making your movie monster a thing we see daily and can unnerve you whenever you remember how outnumbered we really are. Also, obviously, birds are not real, so that makes it even more Matt, scary. Matt, 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 Matt. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's. We got more. I'm not being serious. Well, no, but there's.
0: There's other answers that, are, that reference that you can't make. This oh, up
1: okay. Cat. Well, my bad. My bad. Yes. Shoot, I didn't read ahead. So bad. All right. Next up from Aaron. Well, my two favorite movies overall are Rear Window and North by Northwest, so I must go with them. But I want to recommend some of his lesser-known films like Young and Innocent, The Lady Vanishes, Shadow of a Doubt, and The Wrong Man. Well, dang, we've got to watch all four of those now. We also need to watch North by Northwest, the bonus episode at some point, because The Simpsons have gone that well a couple of times. We will. Uh, yeah. Uh, t- from Tim, uh, North by Northwest is not only my favorite Hitchcock film, it's all, one of my favorite from anybody, ever. I estimate to have watched it a dozen times, but each movie brings a new layer of appreciation even though it was released in 1959 it belies time one could easily see it being done with few, with a few tweaks today oh wait a minute please don't do that if Cary Grant's character were to be played by say Shia LaDouche excuse me Shia LaBeouf I'd never forgive myself even if the thinking of such an atrocity they would never do that sh- now, Adam Driver now that's that's another question what is you and Adam Driver today about bring up Adam, <laughs> Adam Driver
0: there's lots of actors there's more actors uh, just, than Shia I LaBeouf and Adam's way a little bit
1: <laughs> all right uh next up from Derek I'm not sure if I should go with North by Northwest because I think I'm choosing it for its influence on other media rather than on its own merits, but I just have so much nostalgia for the first episode of Revive Family Guy, North by North Quahog, but then again, the film itself is a tour de force of filmmaking excellence and is replete with iconic imagery and moments, so yeah, let's go with that. a lot of North by Northwest, dang. Alright, from Dara. Gonna agree with Casey and say the birds. One, it was a yearly Halloween horror staple growing up. Two, birds are fake and only existed government drones. And three, I don't think I've seen any other Hitchcock movies. I know, shave on me. Dara, come on, you gotta at least watch Rear Window. We did it for the podcast. There's a bonus episode on it. It's great. I the,
0: I don't know. Hitchcock was uh, a tremendous weirdo and creep in real life, but he was a, a great director. Maybe the best ever. Uh, so, it's not like, hey, it's not like you need to go watch all of his movies, you know, tomorrow or something. But yeah, add them to your list. They're worth watching. They're good movies. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Next up from at El Columbia 88. Rebecca, is such a good Hitchcock thriller uh, mystery. I saw it as a really young kid and definitely influenced my love for murder mysteries. My honor will mention his lifeboat. It's super dark for the time. and so good, but I can only watch it every few years. It's very heavy. Wow. I've never seen Rebecca. I'm going to have to get that one. Uh, Next up from Rachel Journeys, Notorious, one of the most passionate films Hollywood could get away with at the time. Ingrid Bergman and Cary Grant have off-the-charts chemistry, and Claude Rains delivers yet another excellent supporting performance. Man. All right, fine. I have a big list of movies to watch after this. Uh, From at J. Madsen 4, North by Northwest by a top-ten film all-time for me. Adventure, suspense, romance, it has it all and is so entertaining. From at Brian J. Field, growing up in Phoenix, I always felt like Psycho was the best, but I think Rear Window is my current favorite. From at Barfy Man 362, Rope. Rope? Huh? That's not one I've ever heard of. Uh, from at J A K F D K F K M Psycho. <laughs> I'm not going to pronounce that. Oh. And finally, from matt Hi- Hippie 200, probably Rear Window. As a kid, I thought it was the most boring film I'd ever seen, but I saw it again this year and thought it was actually quite brilliant. Visually beautiful too. The only thing I hate about it is a little doggo died. Tears me apart every time. Yeah, that's the really bad part about that. Robbie, what is yours?
0: I uh, kind of tipped my hand last last week uh, before I even mentioned when we were doing that when we were talking about the truth of a heart segment. But uh, Vertigo is my favorite. I'm i honestly a little surprised yeah. no one answered uh, Vertigo. Vertigo is widely considered widely you know considered a great film, but um, I it is it's just stunning. Honestly, it's just a visually stunning film, and it's kind of it's disorienting, and it does exactly what it's supposed to do, and it's kind of for a film that I don't know didn't. They didn't have really like have CGI like we have now. It really does a lot to disorient you and to make you feel, I don't know, to like to actually make you physically feel like off put and like you're suffering from vertigo. It's really impressive and uh, acting is great, writing's great, directing obviously is great. Matt,
1: what is your answer? All right. I'm going to go with Rear, win- rear Window. Uh, I haven't seen North by the Northwest, so that may take over for it once we get around to actually walking to that. But honestly, Rear Window was really good. Uh, it's very suspenseful. The characters are really good, and it's it's kind of a murder mystery. And you know how much I feel about those, so it's pretty great, honestly.
0: Rear I mean, that I like. That's the 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 fun part about this question is like, there's no wrong answer. Like you could answer any Hitchcock movie. I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, I understand why you like that one over this one or that one. There's all there's appeal to all of them. Um, they're all universally, and Hitchcock made a lot of movies. So uh, there's a lot of them to see, which is hmm, maybe there's a podcast there. What if there's any Hitchcock exclusive podcasts? <laughs> there probably is. Um, that's it for this week's question. Next week's question is what is your favorite Carl quote? Uh, I'm sure we've asked this before. That is fine. We can have uh, new answers or just say the answer. Same answer. I don't care. Uh, I'll post this on all our social media, Twitter, at Pod. You can email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com. And uh, i post a question again on Patreon, Patreon.com slash Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge.
1: I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S M A R T.
0: The new Google Trivia Challenge for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy. One medium and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has yes, Robbie. a three point lead on me so far this season, which is not good because I'm a big dum dum, and I can't I get, making up that kind of lead. Is uh, will be it will be difficult. Okay, Matt, you ready for an easy question? I am ready. In they saved Lisa's brain. Lisa joins what organization?
1: I believe that is Mensa. That is correct. All right, your easy question. Who are the coaches for the two hockey teams in Lisa on Ice? Uh, that'd be Pooh and Wiggum. You are correct. You mean a question, Matt?
0: What address does the Mensa meetings take place at?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, I believe it is 123 Euclid Street. Bring a pie. Sorry, Matt. Aw. You're very, very close.
0: But it is 13 Euclid Street. 13, of course. Not
1: 123. Very sorry. Fine. Your medium question. How does Dolph attempt to take a note during the academic alert assembly? On his Newton? You are correct.
0: Yeah. I was like, Dolph,
1: That's... stick a memo on your
0: Newton. Eat up Martha. Eat up Martha. Your final question, your hard question, Matt. What is the boudoir photography's slogan? Oh, um, seen on the side of their van. We make anyone look good. Sorry, Matt, that isn't correct. The the scene on the side of the van is a subtle clue because it is discretion guaranteed on the side of the van parked outside of the house.
1: <laughs> but yeah. All right, Robbie, your final question. This is a very hard one. So good mm, luck. Great. According to Action News, who has a new comedy musical review?
0: <laughs> uh comedy musical review. Are you going to tell me if this is a real person or if this is a Springfield Simpsons character? It is a real person, yes. Okay. Well, that that doesn't narrow it down, unfortunately, because there's a lot more real people than there are Simpsons characters. Um, Let's see. Lisa on Ice. Early 90s. Early mid-90s. 94. 93. 94.
1: Roseanne. I'm sorry. Is Gary Trudeau? I don't know. I don't know who that is. If I remember correctly, he is the writer behind Doonesbury. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so, one of those
0: out of nowhere's that I'm just right. like, all right, whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh I made up two points today, so that's good. It made me feel a little bit better. Uh and and I also now remember the Newtons once existed. Yeah, they did. They did. The best Newton is a fake Newton, though. I don't I don't won't I won't hear any Well, obviously. I won't hear any disagreement on that. Um that's it for trivia this week. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as you're watching them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This episode is bad. Bad, 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 bad. I wish I had an air horn to go bad, 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 bad. Um, It's not, I will say this, it's not special bad. You know, it doesn't, it's not uh, not racist. Really, it's not, you know, it's not homophobic, transphobic, or you know it's not uh it's not problematic it's just bad um so that 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 keeps it from the lowest the lowest part of this list the lowest of the lows the, it's not- it's above that but it is not above it's in that next uh let's see let's let let's, let's 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 it's recent matt the great wife hope
1: oh that one was real stupid um marge fighting for him racist um Oh God. I think I'd rather watch this than that again, which isn't saying much, but it's true. I
0: agree. I think this is better than the great wife. Hope. I, I agree with you there. Um, there is above that is lost Verizon. Mm. I think this is better. I think this is better than lost Verizon.
1: Yeah. That's kind of where I'm going. I would much rather watch this again. I, I actually, I'm looking all the way up towards like the burns and the bees or no loan again. Naturally, uh, Hmm. What is in the name of the grandfather? I forgot that one. I, th- I believe. <laughs> As we go to look it up.
0: I was going to I'm looking it up because I'm not positive. I think that is the one where, um, uh oh, Wikipedia's not looking. Wikipedia's loading. asking for money. We, no, it's not loading at all.
1: Uh, they're having some oh, no. upstream connect error, whatever that means. Well, thankfully I have it, so don't worry about that. Uh, they buy the hot tub and forget grandpa. Oh, it's one where they go to Ireland. I think I'd rather watch this than watch that. Yeah, me
0: too. Um there's Wedding for Disaster. There's Coming to Homerica, Funeral for a Fiend. We're not I don't this is not mm. this is not above Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. Okay? No, it's
1: definitely not. Actually, I, I would probably rather watch Funeral for a Fiend. It's stupid, but at least the characters are interesting. Mm. What was Coming to Homerica? Oh, that was the last episode of season. Oh god, that was the one with the Ogden villains and the uh Mm-hmm. the wall yep this is This be- is think, definitely better than that i think this is better than that
0: um i think the i think it's in this realm though man i think it's right in this yeah. area i think it's below revenge is the dish best served three times uh homerazzi ice cream of margie the Ooh. light blue hair it's in this area yeah, it's somewhere
1: in here you think it's war- you think funeral for Rofini is better than this yeah but it's also been a while so i'm not a hundred percent on that <laughs>
0: I think it's close. Um, I think that's fine. I think that's a fine enough spot. I think I'm feeling. I feel roughly about the same of the, about them is that they're very dumb. There's things I enjoy in them, like moments, mm-hmm. but otherwise they're not. They make no sense and they're not very good. Um, so that's fine. Number three seventy-one on the list is Funeral for uh, No Funeral for Fan. Reading the episode Devil Wears Nada is this makes. <laughs> losing my freaking mind uh it's a new number 180 on the post golden years ranking um
1: not good nope not good not in good. fact i think now we have to decide whether it's in the canon or not and my vote's going to do well matt how dare you yes how yes dare you, yes, you, have, canon, you but... have to wait
0: for me to play the noise it's very important we're not done yet we have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The
1: cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The, the cannon! The cannon!
0: Everything stays in its nice and neat little compartment, Matt. Okay? You can't. You, you start bleeding things out of their segments. Cats and dogs. Living together. Mass hysteria. Um, no, of course not. Like, what? Why would? You don't need to keep this. Why? What's in it? that needs to be a part of the canon. There's a couple gags that are go, "Oh, that's all right. That's something." But otherwise it's, it's filler. This is a, a another episode that they to fill their legally required 20 episodes of a season. Yeah. There's nothing else. Like what like what else do we need? It's yeah. sad and I hate it. Part of the canon. wave goodbye wave goodbye uh we'll answer the same question about every episode as we're working our way down from the top of our list we are number 118 matt which is whacking day
1: oh uh, yes so yes so hard <laughs> can't get
0: enough you'll love me um Day is a lot of fun yeah not a, like it's not like it has a big heartwarming story or, or whatever but it is a good fun funny episode and Homer becomes a ninja inexplicably. Speaking of Homer inexplicably being good at things, Matt. It's not unheard of. That's true. But it does say it in the can. Of course it does, it's whacking day. Um that I I knew that I knew Oh Wacking Day. I knew the lyrics to Oh Whacking Day well before I knew the lyrics to Oh Christmas Tree. Like as a
1: child. <laughs> wow, that's really saying something.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I didn't listen to the Christmas the Christmas song, like, but I heard the Oh Whacking Day song, like probably what, a hundred times? You know, like, I've heard it so many oh, times. at least. Yeah, Reruns. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know this lyrics to O Christmas Tree, but I do know the, the lyrics to O Wacking Day." Day. Um, yeah, it stays. You can find this list on our website. It's Simpsons Show.com it has links to all the things we do, uh, to our Patreon, help support the show, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. Our next episode, Matt, next, next time, which will not be until... Uh, I believe. Let's see. January eighth is when our next episode will be. Our next normal episode. We'll have a mailbag episode coming out on Christmas, and no episode on the first. And then on the eighth of January of next year, twenty twenty-three, our first episode, twenty twenty-three, is "Pranks in Greens." What? Pranks? Hey. Greens. Wikipedia is still not loading for me. So um, Bart meets the boy responsible for the greatest prank in Springfield Elementary School history, and discovers he's now a nineteen-year-old loser. Meanwhile, Marge is scolded for providing unhealthy snacks for Maggie's playgroup. Okay, I guess we'll see. I don't I don't, I don't think it's going to be good, but maybe it will be. Maybe it'll be all right. I'm not very hopeful. That's next time. Um, until next time, you can find me online on Twitter for now, at Robbie Dorman. Everywhere online. Any social media, if I'm there, it's my name. Uh, my name is also my website, which is www.. RobbieDarman.com which has links to everything I do online including all of my novels. My newest novel is called The Other. Just came out uh, just last month. It is my exorcist slash exorcist meets the notebook with a lifetime of love and marriage against an eternal evil from hell. Uh, It's a possession story. Um, It's great, honestly. It's a nice slow psychological burn. Um... You should buy it and buy all my books. Actually buy my books. Um, you should do that. And I appreciate everyone who does and who has taken a chance. Matt does not participate in
1: social media. You will not find him. That is true. Uh, I have spent all of my time taking care of kittens. Although I am taking a break because our last intern was just adopted. He's incredibly cute. And yes, you all missed out on him. Sucks to be you guys. Uh, but if you want to check out the pictures of him growing up, you can check him out on kitten turns, K I T T I N T E R N S on Instagram. Uh, they are the cutest little kittens uh, that have ever existed. So, you know, if you guys just want something to make your day happy, I know it's Christmas time. Everyone's happy anyway, but if you want to be extra happy, check out some adorable kittens and they will brighten your day. And there'll be new kittens soon. Uh,
0: who doesn't want to see pictures of
1: kittens on Christmas? That's right. That's the real question.
0: Uh, but uh, hope everyone have a, has a good holidays. If however you celebrate, if you celebrate, have a happy happy. I I will do the I I would do the whole crusty spiel, but I'm tired. Um, you know you know you know you know tip top tet a solemn dignified Ramadan happy Hanukkah etc. Um, but that'll do it. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this update.